Hey everybody, I'm Chad Eckert and that's Tony. What up, Tony? The goofy How are you? Noofy. You can find him on Twitter. He's doing his thing and he's going to help us kind of decipher what is going on at the U.S. Open for the ownership projections. That's us doing that now live on Twitter. Or no, I guess it's YouTube. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, and all that in a minute. Here we go. We're talking about ownership projection because that's what it is. It's Wednesday morning. We do that on Wednesday mornings. We've got our friends at Fanshare. We got Fantasy National. We got other websites out there. Fantasy Points is a site that has ownership projections. You can find these places. Tony, we brought you on because we're also going to end the pod this week talking about building lineups. And you are a man who builds 150 by hand. No. No. <laughs> Not so one we'll of those talk about goes. how we can do 150 lineups. This is the ownership projection show, and so we'll bring in the DraftKings board here. Before we do, we wanted to. T- I want to promote this contest I've got going on. It's a uh, twenty dollar single entry contest against two hundred of our friends. The winner, if it fills, let's see. If it's gonna fill, I doubt it will. But if it does, it doesn't need to. The best part about it, eighteen hundred dollars. Or maybe you'll cash a comma. I think we'll get it up to a point where the winner gets a thousand bucks. So join the contest for 20 bucks, 20 bucks, and decide who you're going to click. Let's look at the clicks. The top of the board here is Scotty Scheffler at 11 3. Real fast, Tony, are you a top of the board guy? Are you playing the TPG, top price guy? In this tournament, I think you kind of have to. A lot of the winning equity is going to be with these guys at the very top. Like it's a US Open, it's a hard course. These guys are the top race guys for a reason. Right. But then you're a man. I mean, you don't play just one lineup. You're playing 150 lineups. So then you're actually playing more than six names. You have to play. How many do you have to play to click 150 total lineups? Like 30 guys? Yeah, I think this, I didn't count it. I would say I'm between 25 and 30. I just put this in. Okay, let's talk about who's wanted. This is what I do, Tony. Are you familiar with the program, the ownership projection show? Love Uh, this show. we go through each price range, um, the 10K, the 9K, the 8K, 7K, 6K, and we talk about the most owned, the least owned, some of the pivots and where we can make uh, leverage plays to win GPPs, hashtag mega profits. And it's fun to do that, especially in a tournament where, uh, like the US Open, things can happen that you're not expecting to happen. So therefore, sometimes it's nice to fade the chalk and there is a chalk in the 10k range it's the chalk of the week it's rory mcelroy at ten thousand five hundred dollars are you surprised to hear that mr uh, uh, rbc canadian open winner last week he looks so good last week yeah. that i'm not shocked i mean anybody who saw him play last weekend that final grouping with him and Finau and thomas was electric and i mean he'd be an easy first click for anyone and you're also saving about what is it, 800 from, from Scheffler? Yeah, you're so right you get top? some savings. You're going to Rory, you and you're maybe going to JT ahead of Scheffler. That's what the clicks are clicking now. Now, again, it is Wednesday morning. This is not even 11 a.m. Central Time in the United States of America. We've got plenty of time to pivot, make decisions, learn more information. So I'm not telling you that Rory will be the chalk, but it is looking like Rory is going to be the chalk of the week just ahead of a 9K name. We'll get to the 9K names. But he's ahead of... JT by about 3%. I mean, Scheffler, too. He's ahead of Scheffler. He's ahead of Rom. There's pivots, though, in the 10K range. Are you ready to hear about the pivot not being Colin Morikawa? Colin Morikawa could be the pivot, but he's the, not the least owned. 
the least owned in the 10K range is Cam Smith. Cam Smith. Yeah, Are you surprised by that? Because well. I'm kind of surprised by that. I am. I, I think people are still not realizing how much distance he's added over the last eight or nine weeks. Like he's added 30 yards or so off the tee, which is huge. And he's also one of the best wedge players around. So you're looking at a U.S. Open. You want a guy who's long off the tee. And you want a guy who's great around the greens. And that's right now is kind of Cam Smith. It's crazy. I right now, I have people out on in the industry that both the websites that I use that I respect have them under 10%. I have mm-hmm. them at a little bit over 10%. So we're averaging around 9% for Cam Smith. I mean, this is what's this happened at the Masters. This happened at the players. You got a Cameron Smith who is almost too good, but the public doesn't know that yet. And so his price is a certain way. I'm not sure. They're just not on the mullet man, Cam Smith. But let's go to the 9K range. We're not meant to do this for an hour or so. This is just for a quick in and out. So we can start making lineups. And we're talking about ownership projections for the U.S. Open in the 9K range. There's some chalk forming, actually. Oh, yeah. In fact, there's two of the top four names in the 9K range. And the chalk that is flirting with Rory McIlroy levels is our guy Xander Shoffley at $9,600. Mr. Shoffley has played well, okay, not amazing. He won the Zurich. That's a fake team event with Patrick Cantlay. That's a win, technically, but ultimately hasn't won in years other than a gold medal and some funky, weird, um, no-cut events. The thing about Xander, though, is he's a Mr. U.S. Open. I don't think he's finished worse than seventh in his career. He's been here a few times. And so everyone's reading that, and they're saying, why the fuck would I not start Rory and go to Xander? And that's a great start. You get somewhat of a savings off of these top price guys. And then, I mean, they're playing great. They're good form. We're are, who's not starting Rory Xander. Do it. Or you shouldn't. <laughs> I'm, I mean, in a tournament, especially you're looking at this, the pricing in a, in our majors on DraftKings is always incredibly soft. We're going to yeah. find that as we start moving our way down through and the tournaments are so big that you really do almost need the nuts. So if you're starting with, you know, you got Rory and Xander, you're at two guys right there, 20 plus percent owned. You are basically cutting yourself out of a lot of opportunity to get to the top of the leaderboard. Because if those guys do end up hitting, which is fine, you are playing a 4v4 versus 20 to 30% of the field. And it's so hard to win a 4v4 versus thousands of people. It's true, especially in like a Millie Maker or a contest yeah. with 80,000 entries. I mean, that's bullshit. You shouldn't even – you should you should know that knowing about golf will not help you win a GPP. It literally won't. It will actually prevent you from winning a GPP because you'll just go with everybody else. So we can't do that. And you also, honestly, you can't use $9,000 Shane Lowry. Because he's the fourth most owned of the week. He's the second most owned in the 9K range. He's $9,000. It's a great price. Mr. Lowry has played holy shit consistent for months now. Since the the calendar turned, we've had some seriously good finishes. He was runner-up at the Honda Classic. He should have won it. Basically in the final group at the Masters. Almost in, you know, top 25 at the PGA Championship. He's top 10 last week. We've had... A bunch of different good finishes from Shane Lowry. And so everybody's seen that. Plus, par is at a premium at a U.S. Open. So isn't that Shane Lowry territory? I like, I'm going to play Lowry this week. The ownership, he's one of the guys that the ownership doesn't scare me. I mean, you're going to have 
to play some of these guys that are incredibly chalky. It's yeah. easier, I find, to play some of the cheaper guys just because you can get a little different at the top of the board and then mix True. in your, your higher-owned mid-tier guys, we'll say. But, I, I mean, Lowry, you just said everything you need to say. This is a U.S. Open. He is a grinder, maybe the best player on tour this season without a win, Okay, I, in my opinion. Yeah. And he's been lights out. I, I mean, that whole range of Zalatoris, Cantlay, Hideki, Lowry, Neiman is going to be a core for me this week. I mean, the ownership or not, those guys are almost all too cheap. It, it's great. And that's what happens at a major. And DraftKings has to price people certain ways. And if you've got a Morikawa who in the public's head is Mr. Major and he's not in good form, or you got a Hovland who might not be as good around the green, and they're ahead of these names like Zalatoris, like you said, or even Cantlay, I'm interested in those names. But Zalatoris is being clicked. He's the third most wanted. And you have Spieth wanted. These are over 14%. Cantlay's at 12%. Hideki's over double digits. There's two names, though, in the 9K range that you can use as leverage. The first being Victor Hovland at $9,700. Didn't we like Victor at the start of the season? He won something in Dubai. I mean, he basically won back-to-back events, even though the hero doesn't really count. That was in November, December. We had him really hot at the Genesis. He had a T4, T2 at the API. The players, he was top 10. And then he's kind of slowed up a little bit. He's gotten a little fatigue on the season. Is this the time to get on a low-owned Victor Hovland? His chipping is the one thing that's holding me back for Victor. I love Victor. He's one of the best ball strikers out there. But Mm -hmm. in a tournament like this where not everyone's going to hit the green, you said to yourself, I mean, winning score here is probably going to be, you know, minus 10, minus 11 maybe, if it plays like we think it will. Yeah. Yeah, if we play, that's not really a spot where I want Hovland, I think Hovland's going to more win more like birdie fest in a tournament where maybe it's 18 to 20 under and he is dialed and hitting everything to five, yep. six feet is where is where you want Victor Hovland. The Mark, truth is, though, the Victor Hovlands of the world, if they play their perfect game, which is completely, totally possible, if Victor Hovland plays his game, his perfect game and has the greatest driving you know, driver the whole week, Dude's going to win. Dude's going to go ahead and win. If a lot of these names up here have their perfect game, they're going to win. So, I mean, if you're looking at a 7% Victor Hovland, maybe you just bank and that you're that guy that has the balls to pick that he's going to have the perfect week. Or you click the lowest owned name in the 9K range, and that's Mr. Liv Dustin Johnson. He's 9400 which is a great price, but it's an appropriate price. We've seen uh, DJ kind of struggle. We haven't seen him all that much, honestly. He's missed two of the last three cuts, and the cut he did make, he finished T59 at the Byron Nelson. He was T12 at the Masters and T9 at the Players. He does play big events well. He's Mr. U.S. Open as well. So what are we going to do with Dustin Johnson? Are you worried that he's distracted? Does he even care? I'm, I'm not fading all the lift guys, but DJ did not make my player pool. I, I don't know. I, I'm not buying into the narrative that the crowd is going to be heckling these guys. I mean, I saw Phil play his practice round yesterday, and that was, you know, the crowd was electric around him. He was having a great time. I'm not buying into that narrative, but you're, you just said it yourself. DJ's just not playing good golf right now. I mean, right. He didn't yeah, play well last week. Like, you know. you're, you're asking a guy to, like, DJ's one of the guys who probably could do it and just turn it on in a, in a moment's notice, but you're asking a guy to play his best golf at a really hard golf tournament. I think you're, you want to have a guy who's at least coming in in reasonable form. 
I mean, DJ hasn't looked great in almost two months. Right. So, uh, I would, you know, again, I, I wouldn't shock me if a Victor Hovland and DJ were fine and they were good and they helped your lineups. And that's something you can look at and decide yourself. This is, it happens every major. It happens every soft pricing time where you kind of have to think like, your galaxy branding it. I did a, to- a poll on Twitter. Like, where are you going to galaxy brain yourself? Is it going to fade a Rory or are you going to fade? Uh, or are you going to go after a DJ and be the guy that risks it? Um, that's it. More often than not, I feel like the recent form uh, is, and I mean, even, even chalk in majors, like it, it is there for a reason. The prices are there for a reason. There are people on Rory for a reason. So you're you're basically going to have to do this DJ guess. You're clicking and guessing on DJ. And at the end of the week, you're going to have to say, I, I am an idiot. I picked DJ and he's in bad form and he's distracted. Or you're going to you're going to go on Twitter and you're going to pretend that you're a genius and that you predicted after <laughs> performance. And somehow you were able to know that DJ was going to be fine and 9,400 and low owned is worth it. I don't know if I want to be that guy. I'm just going to go with what I've seen using my beer gut brain. Yeah. He probably actually DJ may end up on the beer gut brain model. Cause he's not bad at golf. He's just bad recently. I don't know. We'll I, see. We'll see. You're gonna have to wait. I don't think up here is where we need to, uh, is where we need to really galaxy brain it though, Chad. I'm it, not it, sure. It, how to there's so brain. many good plays right? in the, in the low nines. And even, I mean, the entire top of the board is, is well-priced really. Uh, to be so honest, many good my... plays. I don't know if we need to be to, to pivot up top. Yeah, exactly. Why would you not just play Speed for a hundred dollars more, or you yeah. go down to Cantley, or you go to Zalatoris? Just play those Absolutely. names. Now, again, Speed, Zalatoris, Cantley. Those names are what twelve percent owned. That doesn't that that's nothing. Like that's, that's one out of ten people, and we're making a yeah. six-man parlay. So just click the names you want to click, and you feel comfortable about. A lot of times. Yes, if you're going to be in the Millie Maker, you already know that you're throwing money away doing that. So maybe you just throw your money away on DJ, and if it actually happens, mm-hmm. you can appear to be a genius, and it'll be fun. But the 8K range, Tony, is where we need to pepper in the in a major, in soft pricing, because you're going to get Neiman there at $8,900. Of course, click Neiman. Who's the most owned, though? It's not Neiman. Well, there's chalk forming all over the place because yeah. the, the prices are just wrong sam burns price is wrong he's the third most owned name overall you got in order rory xander burns like how do you not start rory xander burns i mean that's seems logical he's already winner three times on tour this season isn't he won the sanderson in september won the valspar in march just won the charles schwab two weeks ago or whatever. And here he is T four. I almost won the Canadian open. Every time Sam Burns plays, he almost wins and he's $8,300. I'm clicking Sam Burns. Are you not Tony? I am yeah. clicking Sam Burns as yeah. well. It's just one of the, it's, he's too cheap. Like Sam mm-hmm. Burns should be up in that mid $9,000 range. He's $1,200 too cheap. If he finishes top 20 at 8,200, I believe he is 8,300. He's probably going to make your optimal lineup. I would say I, I, if, if I were redoing the pricing here, I'd probably swap Cam Young with Burns. I'd probably swap yeah. Brooks with Finau. You'd probably put Homa up there even ahead of Ber- you know Berger somehow. Uh, the truth is, is that you're getting $8,300 soft price on Burns. You're getting Tony Fino at $8,200, a good guy at majors and someone that has the distance in the form. He's top five Tony again. 
uh, click these names. Are you not going to do this? I mean, what are you going to do? You have to. You have to. This and is, even this... then, it's like we're getting 16% or whatever. Uh, I could see fading Fitzpatrick because he's getting the steam coming in from the silly stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. it seems to me like that could be the one name if you're going to pick a name to fade in the 8K range. $8,500 Fitzpatrick. Be- <sighs> I, I don't know, though. That's so hard to say. I hate to say that. But again, I mean, what, there's nothing wrong with $8,500 Fitzpatrick. It's just how you build your lineups. That's right. I was just about to say, the key here to think about it is when you're building your lineup, if you're going to use guys that you know are chalky, like Burns, Fina, Rory. Right. The key is you have to mix in at least two you know, sub-10, hopefully sub-5% plays just to differentiate yourself somehow. Okay, so how do we do that in the 8K range, Tony? you got to do that with a guy with a broken finger. Really? Yeah. jammed it on a boat, apparently. I just watched an interview. (laughs) The the Barstool guys talked to him, and he's got a middle finger that's got a Band-Aid on it. He thinks his fingernail is going to fall off. Wasn't able to swing a club for a few days. But he's coming off of a win at one of the hardest courses on tour at the Memorial at Muirfield. Billy Horschel's played really consistently. He's a good golfer, but he's bad at majors, kind of. And it's getting people off of him. There, no one, no one's on Billy. No one's on Brooks. Can you imagine that? Brooks at a U.S. Open, a two-time winner. He's going to be at six percent owned. Or My two guy. Hatton. <laughs> Should we talk about Brooks before we get to the lowest owned in Hatton? Because I think Brooks is a play. It's potential there because he's got that angst. Did you see the interview with Brooks yesterday? L- lying through his teeth. Brooks is yeah. going to be on the Live Tour by Monday. Book it. I know. I, I could see him shooting 80-80, but I could also yeah. see him uh, grinding it out and being two under and three under through 36 holes, through 54, right at top of the leaderboard. You can see that with Brooks. I can see it. He doesn't have he's to a have grinder. good form. He's a major grinder. He loves these yeah. things. And he's the kind of guy you could just see. Like he'll be, he'll be around on the weekend. He always is. Right. And, it well, again – he was. See, that's the problem is that I'm afraid that I'm holding on to the past a little too much with Brooks because when he was not hurt, he was a major killer. He's been hurt. I don't know what of his hip, his knee, his back. Mm-hmm. He's getting older. I don't He's know. I'm not, maybe there's some chalk that you should eat and not go out of your way to be different and use Brooks Kepka. Are you going out of your way to be different using Tyrrell Hatton? Oh. I played him in one and done last week. Terrell Hatton might be blacklisted for a couple of weeks for me. Right. So <laughs> what, what, why is Terrell Hatton $8,000? He should be priced way lower. Yeah, I agree. He's, he he's hasn't been playing as good of golf as he did maybe two years ago. Right out of COVID, he was great. I mean, I think he won a couple of tournaments or whatever. Now he's struggling a bit. He's not the greatest um, major mind. The problem also with Hatton is he gets a little fired up. We saw him get angry last week at a blind tee shot or a blind shot, uh, and you're going to have a dozen of those this week. So Hatton may be the, the galaxy brain to click, I guess, you know, because he's, what, 4% owned? He wanted an under 5% guy. That could be Tyrrell Hatton at $8,000. Uh, what are you seeing on Daniel Berger right now? Berger's right in the middle. He's he's just over 10%. So Same that's with man. Cam Young and Neiman's at over 14 So there's like – you know, Cameron Young at $8,800. He's a great golfer. He's in good form. And Joe Idoni has him as his best bet of the week. But he's 8800 So it's tempering some enthusiasm on Cameron Young where you can click $100 more for Neiman, who's won the Genesis, or you go down, you get to Billy, who won the uh, 
memorial. So it's hard to go and click Cameron Young, but people are still doing it because they're seeing his ball striking ability. Uh, total driver guy, Cameron Young, $8,800. I feel like that's like maybe a GPP winning click because he's not going to be 14. He's not going to be 6%, but he's going to be in between. He's going to be 10% owned and you can get away from the chalk Finau maybe, or the chalk Fitzpatrick and you spend a couple hundred dollars more and get young. I don't know. Perfect pivot from Neiman in my opinion. Okay. He'll, he'll come in. I would say Neiman will be close to 20% by the time we lock tomorrow, I think. All right. Well, right now I got Neiman in the middle of the range. So Neiman at about 14%. Again, uh, it depends on the contest that you're in. It depends on if you're in a higher stakes or if you're playing a single entry versus a 20 max versus 150 lineups. The truth is, is the winning GPP, the winning lineup is going to, it matters where you click in the 7K range. You're going to end up, you know, up or down based on your decision making in the 7K range. Are you, and let's get to it, the talk of the range, the fifth most owned name overall is my boy, the baby boy, Sung J.M. Why is he (laughs) $7,600? Because the pricing came out too soon and it's too soft. I I have no idea. This is this yeah, is decision number one, in my opinion. And if you're making a lineup, do you play Sung Jay or do you not play Sung Jay? I think he will be the highest owned when, I, when we actually lock. Yeah, uh, it depends on the stakes because if you're in higher stakes, the $7,600 price tag is super attractive for Sung Jay yeah. at 17%. Now, we've been doing this a long time, I've been doing this for a few years, and at 17%, that's not that that's not a reason to get on or off. I mean, even though he is the fifth most projected owned. Sung J M at seventy six hundred dollars, he's a great price. There's a reason why he's wanted and clicked and used. It's a we're we're like making a roster where you have to choose six guys no matter what, and it's around eighty three hundred dollars a person. And if you can get automatic savings with a solid name, we don't need Sung J to win the tournament. We need Sung J to finish like top fifteen, and that's basically what he does. And he birdies a shitload. So yep. Uh, he's a great drafting scorer. He's a great player. He's kind of has that back of his head motivation. If he can get a major, he can get out of this military obligation that he has to serve being a South Korean. Um, my autograph in the background here could go up in value if he plays better. Uh, so here we go. We got some JM at $7,600. We're going to click that. Are you clicking what I targeted in the first look as one of the chalkiest names It's going to be $7,300 Davis Riley. He's 16%, but Davis Riley is good. Look at the Davis Riley finishes. 13th, 4th, 13th, 9th, 5th. I mean, second a while back. But, I mean, he's coming in in five straight great events. But is this weird chalk to eat or is this bad chalk? How do we know what bad chalk is? This is the kind of chalk I personally will not eat. Like, you're getting that into this. You're in the low 7K range with a guy who's not. You wouldn't say Davis Riley's really overpriced, underpriced in, in this tournament. So you're getting at a guy. I have Riley currently coming in around 15%. Yeah. So there's you have a lot of guys you could pivot to at the same exact price, even going up two or three hundred dollars down to three hundred dollars that are a third to a half of the ownership of Davis Riley. I don't he's an easy fade for me. Okay. So we're talking about ownership fades, and that would be one if he's the most owned in the 7K range. There's other names, too. It was the PGA Championship final hole for old Mito that ruined him bigly. 
he ended up there finishing what was that third t3 third but and then he didn't die so everyone thought he would die and his career would be over and he finished seventh the following week he teed it up again at the memorial and finished t13 ball striking bastard Mito Pereira are we doing 7800 eating the chalk with him I'm not again <laughs> same the same kind of reason with Riley like he's just he's a good player but I don't consider him like an elite player okay like, whereas whereas Sungjae can get up and he should be up there in the high eights to low low nine range in my opinion he's been playing phenomenal I know Riley and Mito both been playing phenomenal but you're coming in, it's a different beast the US Open is not the Charles Schwab it is it's it's a different animal. And All right, we got like, one, two, three, four. We got four guys at 12%. That includes Mito. That includes Keegan. He's yeah. at 12%. Where is he? 7,500. We've got a uh, name, Corey Connors at 7,900. He's at 12%. And you have Tommy Fleetwood at $7,700 at 12%. So we've got names that are forming some chalk. And by the end of the night here, we're going to have – someone's going to emerge – but what would what would be wrong with starting your or you know having your lineup have these four names and then you got ninety five hundred dollars left you can go up you can get Xander and Spieth come on I might do that I might click off of Mito and click to M I'm not sure that is a chalky lineup Jeff. yeah <laughs> is that more like you're gonna have to do that in a double up or a single entry because you're not winning a GPP doing that. that's a great cash game lineup you, yeah. you just hit the nail on the head that's the yeah. kind of lineup you would enter in, in a 50 50 or something like that okay. you're not gonna win that's not a, a tournament winning for sure you're gonna that lineup will probably be duped okay the next times. names that are up on the list of 7k names with chalk forming is Harold Varner HV3 is playing great golf lately. Where is he? And then uh, other names. What about for you, Aaron Wise? You got Wise in your life at all? Love Wise. You do? I do. do he like plays Wise? hard courses really well. He's 7,800. Well. He's chalk. That's crazy, right? I don't know. You got to eat some chalk somewhere, Chad. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I like him on hard, long courses. I always have. He's he's a sneaky, a That's sneaky true. good player. And he doesn't need to putt well here. He does. No one's gonna putt well here. It's all about getting up and down for power. Like if you putt well, you're gonna win. What about Rose coming off that amazing round four at the Memorial? Was it the Memorial that he did that? No, it was uh, last Canadian, Canadian Open. Open. Yeah, sixty missed the, the fifty nine. Yeah, he could have had a fifty eight for F six. Yeah. Are we gonna use Rose this week? Because uh, like if Justin team. Rose kills me, Chad, Justin Rose kills you. Me, hate him. Man. He's. Uh, uh, it's just not he's not consistent if he's gonna if people are gonna click his name because of last week and he's gonna get into double digits like no thank you no i don't think he'll get to double digits right now i got rose at about well almost shit he might yeah it's it's, it's fringe yeah what about brian Harmon? birdie brian Harmon at a u.s open apparently does well at u.s opens are you into seven thousand dollar brian Harmon? i don't think i played any Harmon. I down in this area, my guys ended up being. I played some. I like KH Lee. Oh, uh, see, well, you like KH Lee because he's one percent owned. Let's get to the names that oh, are yeah. the difference makers. <laughs> we have done this, Tony, for months and months, and it's crazy how a 7k guy that's no not wanted at all will end up in the winning lineup or he'll end up doing fine. And it's like, I don't listen to myself, but. You should maybe try out. There's a group at $7,100. Oh my gosh, almost all of them? These no, guys except for so Gary Woodland. This is a great range. 
Okay, so the $7,100 range besides Rose and Woodland, you got Merritt's not wanted, Lanto Griffin's not wanted, K.H. Lee isn't wanted, Adam Shank, why is he $7,100? No one's clicking that, or EVR, or Thomas Peters. They're not getting burnt by that. So you got a couple, uh, you got some options in the low $7,000 range. What about Leishman? He's, like, bad now? Why? He's been playing. He's been struggling. But isn't this like you kind of step up for the U.S. Open? Or are you not trying to do that? Are you trying to like catch someone in good form, or are we trying to catch Leishman before everyone else? I'm not a big narrative guy myself. Okay. Like, if if you're statistically not playing well, I don't think you're just going to suddenly dial it up at one of the hardest golf tournaments of the whole year. And yeah, right. So then you're not playing Adam Scott either because he's been god awful. God, in a, in a regular tournament, I'd be I'd be much more willing to play guys who are coming off of you know not great form but have good long term form. Okay. At a course that's not going to be as demanding as this, but you're going to need your A game to compete to compete here. Okay. And anyone coming off an injury like Harris English, is that going to be worth the risk? Not for me. Okay. I'll play Hideki because it's Hideki. That's the only injury I want. Yeah, because uh, Harris English hasn't played. Well, he played the Memorial and missed the cut and mm-hmm. a terrible <laughs> played plus horrible. 10 for, through yeah. two rounds. And then, I mean, yeah can't do it i I'll love harris him... english but i can't do it yeah neither way okay the truth is that there's no chalk in the 6k range it's weird um there's it's one great. two three four five names at three percent almost four percent but that's it so let's talk about this this uh this group of names you got kitty yama who is playing good golf he's kind mm-hmm. of wanted he look, looks like the most owned so far Smith. People know that name. They've seen that name. He's been on leaderboards this uh, year so far. Lucas Herbert. I'm in my fantasy golf pod uh, Discord channel being told I should pivot off of uh, Patrick Reed to Lucas Herbert, which I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. But apparently people are using Lucas Herbert. He's at 3%. What about Denny McCarthy digging in the Denny dirt? Yeah. He's he's playing great golf, consistent name. Uh, And then the last name above 3% is Molinari. These are good names, though, right? Are you using these names in your 150 lineups? I have Herbert and McCarthy out of this list, mm. mm-hmm. personally. But this is nobody down here is, is jockey enough that you need to be worrying about their ownership right. percentage. I mean, play the guys you like here, I think, in my opinion. Uh-huh. And you're going to need to play a few of these guys if you want to get to the top of the board. If you want to play like start your lineup with something like a Rom Cantley, you're going to need a, a high 6K guy, most likely, to make your lineup work. Totally. I don't oppose any of these names. I love Lucas Herbert. I want to bet on Lucas Herbert when he won on the Euro Tour in the fall at the Bermuda Championship, I think it was. Um, or I can't remember where I want. Lucas Herbert's good at golf. He's playing all over the world. Great. Denny McCarthy now, he is consistent. Look at this. Last week, or two weeks ago now, at the Memorial Top 5. And, I mean, when's the last time this dude's missed a cut? It was waste management in February. And before that, he was he was playing really, really good. I mean, I... Dig it in the dead either. 6700 That's the wrong price. Too cheap. Kitayama. Now, again, do we like Kitayama on the West Coast? Possibly. Uh, I don't know how he does in the East Coast. Poe, I'm not sure about all that. And I'm not sure if I want kind of a younger, fresher guy into a U.S. Open. So I'm not, I don't know totally his U.S. Open history, but that would make me hesitate because he's missed two of the last three cuts. If he was coming in with the two T2 and T15 into this, I'd be a little more inclined. But he's good at second shots, so we got Kitayama playing good iron play, and that could help us here. 
Uh, same with Neesmith, kind of does that. And then Molinari, Rob Hallway's guy. I got a guy named Rob Hallway that <laughs> wanted to drive the green $150,000. He was using Molinari that week to do that, and now he's obsessed and loves Molinari. But he hasn't been awesome. Been a little bit struggle bus for Molinari for a few months. But I think it was, you know, motivation is always a troubling thing for golfers because you never know who's going to be motivated. Do they even care? Molinari seemed for a while there that he, you know, he didn't. He threw his care into the water at number 12 on at Augusta. <laughs> Tiger. Awesome. so he hadn't cared for a while but i have heard reports that molinari cares again so consider that and he finished top 25 at the u.s open last year even he was in poorer form sixty nine hundred dollars gets you a little bit of a leverage spot i mean i don't know do we feel like that's enough talking about this here i got to show it at the end of the pod each week i share uh, stop that. I'll share the spreadsheet that can be found on the Discord channel. So I have a Discord channel, Fantasy Golf Pod Discord. You can get this yourself and you can manipulate it and make changes. And then you can decide who you think will be the chalk of the week. But what my calculations are showing us is that right now, $10,500 Rory McElroy will be the chalk of the week. You know, Xander Shoffley and Sam Burns, you shocked? No. no. Shane Lowry's here. That, that could be the surprise, but probably not. Uh, Sung J.M., not surprising. Fitzpatrick, Fidao, not surprising. Homa, too. We're into Homa. Okay. And then Davis Riley. It's a cheap price, so he's wanted. And then JT and Zalatoris round out the top 11. None of this is surprising. I do you yeah. even need this show to figure this shit out. Probably. <laughs> Um, all right, so for you, Tony, what do you do when you make 150 lineups? That's uh, got to be kind of time-consuming. Is that tedious process? Um, it was when I first started out. I mean, now I can generally get – I think it took me about an hour maybe to make my okay. this week. I need a couple so of tools. What You got to use a couple of websites to do that? Um, you need two basic things to, to do this. You'll need a macro – yeah. Thanks. All right, guys. Sweet Thanks Spot DFS. If you haven't watched the Sweet Spot <laughs> DFS video, he has a strategy video on YouTube. You can go find that. Search Sweet Spot DFS U.S. Open. Uh, I almost I I commented and I'm commenting and I was going to text my friend Eric Darbo about his uh, pod because I basically was like nodding along the whole way, like oh, we're on the same page. If Darbo is going to win this week, I'm going to win this week because I'm with Darbo. Anyway, sorry, uh, but for 150 lineups. You got to go to a website. You got to use something like a Fanshare Sports or a Fantasy National or uh, I don't know, Fantasy Labs or one of those bigger brands. I mean, I guess Osimo maybe has this ability to data do that. Data Golf. Data Golf is what I'm using right data now. Data Golf. Okay. I, I really like Data Golf. Okay, I've heard a lot of good things about Data Golf, which is a couple bucks, of, like twenty bucks a month. Twenty or, a month. Yeah, yeah. it's really so cheap. If you're playing 150 lineups and you're entering those across those contests you're probably investing thousands of dollars a week you can though like you do play in the 50 cent 150 mm-hmm. which gets you 75 Buy. bucks or 70 75 75 bucks yeah 75 bucks math there um listen how are you doing this every single week do you have a strategy involved can you give us a little insight if we're going to try to do 150 lineups this week what's the basics okay so the basics you need two things. You'll need an optimizer, which you just listed out 10 places you can get one. 
and you'll need some sort of a spreadsheet program. Either I use Google Spreads, it's free, uh, or you can use Excel or whatever. You need something to import your lineups into DraftKings, Mandel, or whatever. Okay. Should we do that for fun? We can. Because I, I personally might play 150 lineups if I knew how. Um, I know there's a 10 cents. There's a 10 cent contest that you can join, right? Um, I think FanDuel has a quarter contest. I don't play on FanDuel. No, DraftKings, the, the 10 cent one's a 20 max on DraftKings. The cheapest one you can get is 50 cents. Ah, dumb. Okay, so I'm going to have to spend 170 or 75 bucks, so I don't really know if I want to do that. Could, should we? It's up to yourself. God, I should. <laughs> All right, I got to deposit it. Uh, for content reasons, okay, continue with your um, your strategies while I deposit money into this DraftKings so we can do this. Okay, so the first thing you want to do is open up your optimizer. And okay, so I'm using off. Fantasy National. Can I do that? Okay. Yeah. And then so. you, have to have star, you have to star the names, right? Yeah, so you have to you still, it's not so simple as just, you know, opening up your optimizer and clicking run. That doesn't work. So what you have to do, I always start with my player pool. So I'll start right at the okay, top, on, just like we did. Share the screen. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, so I ran a model. And in that model, uh, I'd click the top 21 names. Because I usually used to do 21, 21, 21. So I just click the top 21 names in my model. And that's what starred right here. But I'm using mm -hmm. Spieth. I'm using Cantlay. How many names should I click in here? And then... I can't click all of these names, can I? No, here's where you want to make your decisions based yeah. on ownership, right? Okay. So I'm not here's playing Rory. Fuck that. I'm personally not using Xander. He's too owned for me. No, I am. I, I don't care. I'm using him. I'm not using Cam Young. I got to use Billy Boy. He's my guy. I'm not using yeah. Fitz. I, you know, with this, you talk about the strategy. The strategy is it's like basically all game theory almost. Yeah. In these big tournaments, I mean, it, it is your first or last, right? Like, you got to get to the top of the leaderboard. There's no point in entering, like I said, trying to play a bunch of 3v3s and 4v4s against the field. You want to be different. Mm -hmm. So we're then in this lower 7K range. That's where when we talked about the random names to click, like a Leishman or an Adam Scott. This is where you're going to make your build, really. Yeah, so just do that. Who cares? Yeah, because we're making 150 lineups. That's a ton of lineups. So like you're gonna end up you're with... gonna end up with like you know eight, nine, ten lineups with with these so guys in them, right? They're now, not gonna be in a typical week. How many six K names should I click in here? It will depend. Like I think this week I might have seven or eight. Oh wow! And that's just because I like I'm a sucker for the Euro guys. There's a bunch of DP World Tour guys down there that I really like. Okay. I'm playing like uh, Ryan Fox, Ernest, hmm. uh, Lucas Herbert made my made my list. Uh, Herbert or uh, McCarthy as well, and Horsefield. They're my six okay. K guys. Horsefield of Florida Gator. Okay, so I've got twenty six names, and I didn't click Scotty. I skipped some of the chalky names. I guess I got to play Cameron Smith. That's a good one. We um, talked about. It. We got to run him in there. Uh, now, I'm going to skip Zalatoris because he's going to be too chalky. I'm going to play Brooks. Uh, can I even play Burns and Finau, or are they too chalky? I, uh, see, I think I, I haven't used Fantasy Nationals uh, Optimizer, but you should be able to set it to have a maximum ownership for your entire lineup. Oh, we'll okay. go over that when we get there, and that way 
you'll take your lineups where you do use guys like Burns and Finau, and it'll mm. automatically mix in guys that are super low owned, just on without you having to do anything. Okay, this takes I, the thinking out. I think thirty names is fine. Let's just, that should be good. Yeah. Okay. So I clicked in again. The less you care, probably the better in terms yeah. of most of this. Uh, so then now I'm on here and I go lineup generator. You think? Maybe. Does that work? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I gotta do this. This too. live content. But the best part about it is we're just. I'm an amateur hour guy, so I'm just going to do this for fun. Okay, so yeah, there we go. Number of lineups up here is 150. Holy buckets! There you go. And another key here, I would say, is in these where the fields are huge, you cannot be duped. If you get duped, being duped in these fields is the worst thing that could happen to you. Because if you eventually do get to the top and you chop with five or six people, it's the worst feeling. It is so hard to actually win. Yeah, it's so hard to actually win that if you don't win, it's the worst. So So then the max salary option. You just do 49.9. Exactly. I do not want to spend 50K in a turn in, in big weeks like this. And min salary, I mean, it's up to yourself how low you want to go. The, the computer is not going to go that low, generally speaking. Well, I, I have been a proponent of spending the money. Like, do as much as you can because there's a reason they're priced the way they are. Yeah. So it's to just leave seven thousand, you know, five, dollars $500, $700 off the table. It seems kind of silly. The truth is, though, in a giant mass gpp with 150 lineup potential people playing in that you kind of have to go out of your way to be different so i'm cool with going down to 49,000. maybe i go 49,100. that means i'm leaving 900 dollars off the table on my maximum i feel like that's fine so then your max shared golfers per lineup is how many of the same golfers are you going to have in any two lineups so so i have to almost do four if i'm doing 30. I use four. Okay. I'm okay with having a pretty because the only re- if you use three, your ownership will be a little more spread out across your player pool. Uh-huh. If you use four, you'll have more likely a tighter core around whoever your model. Okay, that's cool. Most. So, yeah. do you? I know my guy Darbo, Sweet Spot DFS locks guys almost ninety percent, or they he locks in a guy at a very high rate. Do you do something like that? Depends how many lineups you're playing. In this week, I locked some Jay. I'm not. Oh, spoiler for a hundred. <laughs> for I put a hundred percent. He's in 150 of my lineups. Oh boy, I, he's too cheap. Like yeah. I think a, a top 40 for Sung Jay, he's probably going to be in the optimal at 70. Okay, I'll put 50 percent on him. I actually, I'll reveal now. I have the house on Patrick Cantlay, so I'm going to do like seven, yeah, I want to do 75 percent on him. I do like Spieth weirdly, so I'm going to go 50. I don't know if this is going to. Is that ownership next to it? I think that's weight. Oh, oh that's projected. No, that's ownership. projected yeah. ownership. Yeah, you got it. So um, yeah, you're. This is only setting a maximum for you. This is not what the computer is actually right. Going to and do. I, I've done this with twenty lineups before, and I remember it mm-hmm. doesn't. It's not exact science. Like we can, you know, raise one here, and then we go down to here, and we're like, nah, I don't need that many of that. Yeah, you guy. want to sprinkle these guys. Three yeah, X so. is a good is a good rule, Chad. Like. I wouldn't. I try not to go more than three to four times whatever the projected ownership is. So if you got a guy there that's five percent, like twenty percent, you're getting massive leverage on the field. And especially if you and I are the type of way where we want to lock the four guy, or we really want to truly hone in. And if our four hit, we're gonna have yeah. a little bit of a sweat. That's the idea. You really want to have you know your three or four core golfers hit, and then you have 50, 60 combinations of those guys. Right. mixed in with a bunch of other guys and hopefully you can make the nuts. So 
I mean, I don't know. I'm just making numbers up now. Yeah, actually, the way I usually do this is I would weight them all to 100 first and then see what it gave me and yeah. then go back and work backwards and then set maximums, right? Like, I don't want 100% of blah. I only want 20 Oh, create a new core player group. We could create force, force to generate to use a set or subset of players in every lineup. We like that idea, maybe. Or create a new lineup restriction. Restrict to no more than a player or two from a list of players. Ooh. Okay, so you can make a group of players like in your 6K range and say, I only want one maximum one. I, I guess I don't really care, especially if I'm making 150 lineups. I might not even, I'm not sure. Should we see how many I even generate? Yeah, see what you get. All right, let's generate some lineups. We're clicking the generate lineup button. We're making 150 lineups. It made 150. And oh, yeah. then, oh, oh, so here. If so here's you, where you are. Yeah, so down here, you can see on Fantasy National the number of lineups out of 150 that used justin thomas and that's 15 percent of my lines so what we wanted to check is that if cantlay was the one at 75 percent, it only made 49 cantlay lineups which, which is, is because 30, i have 50 percent for speeth i have 33 percent for xander so this is just going to start it's it, it's forcing the computer's brain to make decisions for me even though i've tried to tell them what to do it'll do what it wants uh and sometimes it'll populate names down here that i don't care for like we're getting 36 kitty yama lineups like i don't want that yeah you gotta be careful with that stuff yeah so we're gonna lower these things i guess uh you know <laughs> start over and see what happens but yeah you're getting the right idea here so we're we're, we're making adjustments because you know tw 44 i guess i could get more than that. your yeah your your far right number is your percentage of lineups that have let's uh, do let's even bump this up to 90 and let's run it again so you just kind of keep adjusting running Keep fiddling around man that's that's what it's all about now once you have your player pool you just kind of get it to where you like it can you sort it by your ownership percentage by your like percentage there you go is there a way to sort that no really interesting i don't know i might be able to do that if i exported the lineups but you can see okay 16 13 16 20 33 32 you got the right idea. Yeah, so, so let's just, I'll show you how to export. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll let's just, let's just run with this. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get freaky with this, and hopefully Molinari or McCarthy or Kitty do something. Okay, so we're exporting the lineups to a CSV, and that's a spreadsheet. You got it right. Yep. So click that button, and you should that'll automatically open a spreadsheet program on your computer if you have Excel or Google Sheets or okay. Give that open that up. And you'll have a list, like there it is. You'll have a list of players and numbers. This is what DraftKings needs to use. So you copy and paste your 150 lineup list there. Copy the like the whole take thing. Like this? Yeah, take you don't you can't take the top line there. Take the just from take two down from to number two down. You got okay. it. Okay, so then we go over. Make sure you got I think it's yeah, okay. right there. And copy, copy that. And then you go into your DraftKings, the website. Okay, we're at DraftKings over here. I'm going to go into, we're going to go, oh, to lineups? Oh, you have, have you registered yet? No. To the Minimax? Okay. I haven't you entered. You have to register it. first. Okay. So, so the quickest way to enter for on your yep. computer, so yep. sort it by entries is the easiest, Is so you find the biggest one. Oh, entries. Yeah, you got it. Now there should be a third, sixth one down there is the Minimax. Okay, so this is the one that we're people. talking about. Wow, six grand for first? Cool. 142,000 right, so entries. Are we drafting, drafting a team? 
Okay. Just make a dummy lineup, like just fill in six random golfers. I just so we'll go down and make names. sure we do. Yeah. And then hit press enter. enter. Yep. And then it'll take you to another screen. It'll ask if you want to bulk enter. So right there, click. So we're bulk, bulk entering. And then we... sort it by entries again, and find the tournament you just entered. It should say one out of one fifty now, which it does right there. Whoops. Click in that box and type in one hundred. Just click the box. You can type it one forty nine. I got it. And then go up top and hit submit. Cool. Okay. Okay. You guys following this at home? <laughs> yeah. So now Maybe you've just put this. You put win. this lineup in seventy five, one hundred fifty times. What you just? Which is going to be sad if that happened. Well, no. You, this is what we're going to change. So now you go into your lineups. Okay. Go to lineups. Yep. And then hit edit entries. Edit entries. Yep. Okay. Golf classic download. Where do what now? Download this? Yeah, just hit the download button and that'll send you another CSV just like you just. Oh, had. I think I, I remember now doing this at one point in my life. Okay, so we're gonna that one now enter here. So now you see where your contest entry is there where it's 50 cents starting with Jim. Correct. This so is what where you want to do is delete all of those dummy lineups you just, oh, just paste over. There you go. Done. Now hit now. You want to save this somewhere where you can find this file just on your desktop somewhere later. As a CSV. As a CSV. So we're going to save as on a desktop DK entries USO 150 and we're a common separated value and we're saving that and that's going to be on my desktop. So I'm going to go back over to here. I'm going to then go back up upload, upload and then find that file file hit open open should say 150 Bing. or yep. zero errors. Lineup. That's a great, that's a great number Look of that. errors. Zero. <laughs> Just okay. make sure everything okay. works. Okay. Click the so, lineups tab. Now, if if for whatever reason I decide I don't want Kitty, I'm a hundred and whatever times, I can go back and I can change the spreadsheet. So you're in a bit. You have the ability to then adjust. What happens if there's an injury at the last second? Are you just scrambling to upload CSVs? <laughs> the, well, the PGA Tour, unfortunately, you never find out until after lock anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, occasionally you'll get something good from like a Hideki tracker or something 10 minutes before lock and you can switch it out. But I mean, other sports have like you can auto you can live swap guys after the slates locked and stuff. But golf, unfortunately, doesn't do that. There's no good answer for that one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, okay, from there, well, like you can the just show change up your lineups and have yeah. fun. I mean, you have until tomorrow to make lineups. Cool. Tony, thanks for helping me out on the ownership projection show. Where can we find you and your content? You even make content? Uh, I'm around. <laughs> I'm always around. I mean, shoot me a message on Twitter is the best place at the goofy noofy. Cool. Somewhere. I mean, shoot me a DM. I'm around. Yeah. Awesome. For having me. It was a blast. Yes, you can find the Golf Guys program tomorrow night. Tony, join us for that. You've joined us before. It's yeah, going to be too. fun. Dude, tomorrow we got Andy Lack coming on to talk about the uh, mental side of golf. Nice. Between the ears, boys, because that's more important than you think. And we're going to try to figure out a way that we can handicap the strokes gained home life. Can we do that? I like that. Uh, we so we're going to talk about that tomorrow, a bunch of other topics and some fun and drinking beers. So after round one, come join us tomorrow night at the same place, this YouTube channel, uh, a couple of guys talking golf. Tony, you're welcome to join. Say hi. Love it. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining me. us. 
Bye-bye, everybody. I'm going to play the music. We're going to get out of here. We're going to go make lineups. We're going to win a hashtag mega profit. It's going to be amazing. See you at the top. Peace out. Thanks, guys.